0: Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I am your host, Dr. Ernest Wade, and today I'm very excited to introduce you to my to one of my favorite people in the world. She played a key role in my professional development through coaching and mentoring while she was my boss and kept on supporting me even after I moved on. She's a rock star in my book, and I'm thrilled to have her on the show. She's my friend, Dr. Jill Drame. Dr. Draim serves as the Executive Director, Change Management for the Better Health Administration, Office of Healthcare Transformation. As Executive Director, Dr. Draim oversees policies, strategies and execution of organizational change management and leads the transformation vision, stakeholder engagement, change impact in organizational readiness and communications regarding organizational impact. She received her doctorate degree from Spalding University in 1998. Dr. Drame is a graduate of Wharton's Advanced Management Program. Dr. Drame has served in numerous roles of progressive responsibility across her career since starting with VA in 1998. Prior to this appointment, Dr. Drame served as Executive Director, Change Management for VA's Electronic Health Record Modernization Integration Office. In this role, she provided vision and direction for the Office of Change Management and developed strategies for execution of change management Training strategy for all VA staff who will work in modernization EHR, site communications, stakeholder engagement, and advanced level analytics and informatics training to ensure staff have the skills and competencies to optimize a modernized EHR. Prior to her role in EHRIO, she served as acting VA, VHA chief of staff and deputy chief of staff. In the chief of staff role, she served. As an advisor to the Undersecretary for Health, representing the Undersecretary in high-level negotiations involving the establishment or implementation of policies, practices, manage- management, and operational activities of VHA. From 2013 to 2017, Dr. Drame served as Vice President, President-Elect, President, and Past President for the Society of Psychologists and Leadership, a nonprofit organization focused on the support and advancement of psychologists serving in managerial and leadership roles Wow Jill welcome to the show
1: thanks Ernest um, I, I'm so excited to be here it's always funny to hear your uh, your career path uh, outlined for you um, but uh, I'm excited to share just my experiences uh, in terms of um, what drew me to psychology and how I um, I don't know how anybody uh, can uh, either not be a psychologist uh, as a leader, or have a have a psychologist right next to you as a leader, or have a psychologist on speed dial as a leader. So uh, excited to share my uh, my perspective over that uh, span of my
0: career. Excellent! I'm I'm so excited to hear to hear about your courage, Jill, cause I I know you personally, and you are just an amazing person. So I'm just I'm so glad that everyone else gets to hear hear from you. So let's start with what you talked about in terms of your career. How did you go from being a psychologist to working in in the VA and at very high levels of leadership in the VA? Actually,
1: yeah. So I started. I came into um, VA as a psychology intern, which many um, psychologists do. It's a great place to um, really. Um, one, it's an incredibly you know mission driven organization, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, I was very excited to be able to um, come in to, to VA um, uh, as an intern. Um, I will tell you just, uh, you know, I don't know if other uh, psychologists can relate to this, but um, I've been, I've wanted to be a psychologist since I was in the 11th grade. And and so, and human beings are fascinating. Um, I just... I just love everything about them, and and I just find them so interesting. Absolutely, um, and they're who make up our yeah, world. Yeah,
0: absolutely, right? agree.
1: Um, so I, um, you know, I'm a clinical psychologist by background. Um, you know, I'm, I'm tens of thousands of dollars in uh, debt from going to graduate school, um, and was like, I don't think I can do psychotherapy, <laughs> uh, you know, day in and day out. Um, so I don't know what I thought I was uh-oh. doing, um, but oh yeah, it's like, uh, I always say every psychologist should have at least one good existential crisis in your life. And, and that was my first. Um, so I, I, a lot of what's happened in my career has been, um, serendipity, uh, I happened to be in the right place at the right time. Um, and have, you know, like you have had people who in my life have, uh, led me along the way. Um, but I, I, was very fortunate to um, uh, to one of my uh, internship rotations was in organization development, and I fell in love. Um, it was the place where um, I could marry um, my uh, you know my psychology theory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I had learned into practice, but on a much larger scale. I mean, we were talking about you know, groups of people and and systems and organizations yeah. as a whole and how they function. Um, and so that is what really drew me to, um, you know, move, uh, plus my existential crisis, <laughs> but um, to move out of thinking of, you know, doing psychology in its purest form um, of being a, a psychologist clinician um, to to really, um, you know, trying to to impact um, the system from a broader perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the things that I learned in terms of, you know, assessment, intervention, evaluation, um, you know, and kind of coaching uh, versus therapy, all of that was super familiar. Yep. Like that was, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. Um, so the there, there wasn't um, what felt like, you know a a dramatic turn i felt like okay i'm prepared for this like i know how to do assessment i know how to um you know think about how to intervene but how to intervene around um again using that psychology mm-hmm. lens um to to really try to impact um a work environment um because maybe other different people's experiences Um, but being an OD consultant, um, people were not looking you up and saying, Hey, my workforce is great and everybody's happy and life is good. Can you come in, uh, you know, and intervene? It was always because there were morale issues. There were, you know, interpersonal conflicts, there were leadership issues. And so again, everything that I had, um, learned through, you know, professional psychology training, Mm -hmm um, was all applicable, um, as I, as I started to do OD work. Um, and so I did that for, uh, for many years, um, the, the first probably about 14, 15 years of my career. Um, and then, um, I got the opportunity to, um, to go up into the C-suite, mm-hmm. uh, and be that acting, uh, deputy chief of staff, and then the acting chief of staff for VHA, um, I have an incredibly supportive husband and I said, Hey, honey, you know, for, cause you know, we live not in DC, Washington, DC. Um, and I said, Hey, would you be okay if I did this four months? It'll just be four months, honey. Um, <laughs> and I was there for two years, but right. um, to, uh, yeah, so it's like, thanks honey. Uh, he was very, very, uh, supportive in that, but. Um, so, you know, I, I took the opportunity to, I had been a psycholo- I had been a leader of psychologists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in a, a managerial role. Um, but wow, was this a like leap to the big leagues? Um, that was sort of like. I was minor league player, yeah. and that it was like I got called up. <laughs> got call uh, called up to the big leagues. I was called up to the big leagues, um, and it just so happened that I was there. Um, so you know, living uh, in DC, um, and it was about three to four weeks I was there, and um, this was 2014, and we there was a hearing uh, where we had um, one of our congressional members. Um, start uh what ended up being a really significant crisis Mm -hmm. um in the organization around veteran Mm -hmm. access um and so it was probably the first time um so i was acting deputy chief of staff at the time and then eight months later became acting chief of staff Um, it was really really the first time in my career um because you know in in organization development i was working around psychologists we were an office of psychologists. So I was supervising psychologists.
0: Yeah. Psychologists of the world, yeah.
1: psychologist. Um, and now I'm in this leadership role, and you know I'm thinking, oh, I'll just be here for four months, um, you know, to to really uh, gain a different experience, um, and all of a sudden, you know, smack, uh, we're in the middle of of a, a very high profile, very anxiety provoking um, experience, Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, of an access crisis that lasted for pretty much the entire time. Um, I was in the C-suite. So, um, I, again, it was the first time, um, and I know I was using all those psychology skills Mm -hmm. before, um, but now truly like looking through a lens of saying, okay, like this is a really, um, again, incredibly, um, anxiety provoking time when you're in a crisis mm-hmm. and everything just like, you know, you want to talk about going to the down, you know, to the uh, lowest level of Maslow's hierarchy of yeah. needs. I mean, you're like, you know, <laughs> food, shelter, water, yeah. you know? Um, and so just trying to help people to navigate that through, um, you know, everything I learned um, in my, in my psychology, um, uh, you know, schooling and education mm-hmm. um, was so applicable um, just to try to help. Uh, you know, not only calm the waters, um, but also because you know my staff's freaking mm-hmm. out and the system is is freaking out. Um, so, just how to, how to help um, navigate through um, uh, through that experience mm-hmm. was um, again used every single solitary. Uh, skill I had. And and a lot of that really was around, you know, interpersonal relationships mm, yeah. um, and how to just, uh, you know, bring people together and say, you know, we got this, we can do this. You know, what's your part? What's my part? I mean, none of that is necessarily nothing was like earth shattering. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think I was tuned into parts of people um, that sort of got, you um, you know, switched on, yeah. um, because of, of being in a crisis situation. Um, and then, um, left there and and then, uh, had another, uh, position in between and, and then went to the electronic health record modernization, uh, which is also a whole nother, um, I mean, really transformational effort, um, tons of lessons learned. Um, I'm sure anybody, uh, who might be, Tuning into said podcast, mm-hmm. uh, might uh, if you follow uh, the news and NVA and, and how the uh, rollout is going. Um, been a lot of fits and starts, yeah. um, and so again, um, uh, really use the um, you know we have a, a change management model um, in the Veterans Health Administration um, that we follow, um, and we're following that um, just in terms of intervention. Mm-hmm. But again, really understanding the psychology of where people are um, and, um, you know, what this transformation was meaning to them um, was on a much, much, much deeper level. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. than than, certainly than I even appreciated when I went into the. Absolutely. Um, But trying to, um, you know, move people when it was pretty, you know, deeply psychologically rooted. Mm -hmm. Issues in terms of, of why we were um, why we were struggling as an organization, mm-hmm. um, and uh, finally to the position I'm in now, um, which is uh, being the executive director for change management for the Veterans Health Administration. Just having the opportunity to really um, embed change management, uh, which is the people side mm-hmm. uh, of change, mm-hmm. um, into uh, how we do our business, um, and so again, tending to. Um, you know, we, we all bring our quirky little selves to work, uh, um, how do how do we help? Yeah. How do we help, um, uh, not just our staff navigate change. Um, but again, trying to bring, um, that psychology background to say, um, you know, sometimes even when you say we just had a recent enactment, um, of a piece of legislation that's around, um military, environmental exposures. Mm -hmm. And it's like, of course, that's a Like who wouldn't think that's a great thing and people do think it's a great thing, but it still requires human beings to do something Mm -hmm. different um, than what they're doing now. Um, And so anytime you're dealing, you know, with human beings and human behavior, um, even when it's a good thing, um, you know, again, that's why I think um, psychologists are in a, an incredibly unique position Mm -hmm. Um, to help help a workforce, help leaders um, who are over um, said workforce um, to really um, not just understand um, uh, staff as human beings, which we all want to do because, uh, you know, we're, we're caring souls, um, but to, to use that to understand, you know, where human beings are at so we can get the maximum out of us um, in terms of efficiency mm-hmm. and productivity um, for whatever customer it is that we serve. And in our case, you know, we serve the, uh, uh, to me, um, the most amazing uh, group of individuals in terms of our veterans. So um, so that's probably, I'll stop there and make sure you... Have yeah,
0: that, that's such, such a rich background, Jill. You know, there's just so much that I want to dig into there. I mean, you've talked about so many different things that, you know, I think really speak to what, what this podcast is about, right? In terms of working with people and the training that you received as a psychologist, allowed you to do that, you know, because as a psychologist, you're trained to deal with people, right? And so whether it be in the workplace or wherever, it's that that smooth transition. But I, I really want to just pull on a, a thread that, that you, you were talking about, especially when you're working at those high levels, you know, working in the VA, which is obviously in the, uh, the public sector, uh, but then also talking about, The politics of it, right? Because in the the VA, you have to deal a lot with politics. And at that very high level, uh, you have to deal with politics on a daily basis. So I'm really interested to know, how did you navigate that? Because, you know, as a psychologist, you're not necessarily trained to do or deal with politics, but people are people, right? So how how did you do that? And how did your psychological training help you with that?
1: Yeah, so there, it, in especially, I mean, true. I think it's true at, at all the levels that I operated at, but particularly when you know I was in the C-suite, um, there was there was politics with a big P, mm-hmm. uh, and there were politics with a little P. Um, and so, politics with a big P, um, it, you know, we had a lot of congressional interest, um, obviously, mm-hmm. um, because now we're talking about you know veterans maybe not getting timely mm-hmm. care. Uh, and so um, really trying to, because a lot of those things of, uh, you know, communications and legislation um, all fall under the chief mm-hmm. of staff. So um, one, um, you know, it was a, I, I better get up to speed myself quickly mm-hmm. um, from, a, from a content and leadership perspective. Um, but again, most of it was, you know, my staff, they knew what they were doing, right? I mean, not, not anything under this level of spotlight. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of it was, again, just to bring, try to bring the temperature down, um, and, and help them like, again, I saw my job as, um, you know, what, what connection do you need that you don't have? What barrier do you need removed that you, you know, that you can't remove Mm -hmm. yourself, um, and also making sure that um, they were um, that they were focused on what they needed to be focused mm-hmm. on. Um, I tried to take the noise out of the way um, and make sure that they understood the sense of urgency. But also at the same time, um, you can't give of yourself what you don't mm-hmm. have. Um, and there was a temptation, um, you know, you just work harder, pedal faster. Um, because that was, you know, where we were, um, in, in the crisis in this world. So trying to, um, you know, again, doing anything from, um, again, these aren't, these aren't like, you know, techniques that, that anybody else could Mm -hmm. do. Um, but, you know, it, it, was things that I knew, um, both by observation and, and by a lot of just sitting with people and talking with them and, understanding you know okay you can't get this done um so you know normally you're like i don't care what it takes get it done um just trying to understand okay step me through it why not what's getting in the way um and sometimes those things were professional um and sometimes those things are personal Mm -hmm. um you know people who themselves, uh, you know, had illness or illness in their family or, um, you know, all kinds of life circumstances, because again, we don't, we don't leave our home lives at the door (laughs) when we come to work. Um, and so again, trying to, trying to get at, um, you know, some of, of the root of what was, if, if there was. Um, difficulties to be overcome. Why couldn't we, why couldn't we overcome them and, and, and what were um, uh, what was getting in the way? Mm -hmm. So um, I I feel like at least bringing um, that um, I want to use sort of the word, probably not the best word, but sort of the maturity Mm -hmm. um, of, of, of a of psychological mindedness um, to that situation, um, I think helped in terms of, of, um, and in some ways actually helped them to say, um, okay. Because people know what psychologists are, right. Um, and they know that, you know, they know that they're, uh, tend to be, um, human centered people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even that, I think, um, helps a lot just to say, you know, If I have to fake it until I make it, I will. Um, But, you know, I have something um, to offer on the human side Mm -hmm. um, that that others might not um, bring to the table just because that that's not their background. So that I think even just having that title Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people knowing that, you know, the doctor in front of my name uh, was a psychologist Mm -hmm. um, versus other types of doctors. I actually think uh, helped a lot, um, just you know, from uh, from from knowing uh, what I was bringing uh, to the table. So, so I would say that um, you know, that was sort of the 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 big P politics Mm -hmm. um, of just navigating all of the congressional interest, media interest, um, interest from you know, lots of of the influx of veteran calls. Yeah, just um,
0: uh, the politics, the veterans. big P of that, right? yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, and you know, if I thought I wasn't getting, you know, timely care, um, you know, I would be anxious too. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to sort of get into the mindset of our stakeholders mm-hmm. um, and, and really supplying for them um, what it was that they might be worried about, concerned about, thinking about, mm-hmm. um, and proactively uh, supply that to the extent that we could. Um, and then, um, you know, we had a lot of little P politics, um, uh, and when, when you're not in a crisis and things function the way they function, typically they work. Um, you know, you may have some things that don't work as efficiently as they should or whatever that gets super highlighted Mm -hmm. when you're in a crisis. Um, and so again, trying to deal with um, what some of those flaws um, that were showing themselves and mm-hmm. that were showing themselves, people um, who themselves were really struggling to handle a crisis in their mm-hmm. role. Um, you know, we ended up and, you know, we ended up with a lot of um, kind of inter-office yeah. politics. Um, we were dealing with, you know, politics inside of our own um, department, I mean, uh, uh, agency. Yeah. Um, so we were, we were sort of dealing with things from the inside, um, and sort of what got surfaced, um, because of that crisis and what it's shown a spotlight on, um, internally Mm -hmm. as well, um, as that spotlight externally. So we were really sort of, I felt like I was trying to help manage, things on both fronts.
0: But that's one of the things that I really appreciate about you, Jill, is, is that when we're talking about that that small P in terms of the small politics, I've seen you, because I was, I was on your team, and I've seen you treat everybody like an individual and really give them the care and attention, which I really appreciate. But I've also seen you work with some really difficult leaders who, you know, you needed to work with or you needed to, to get something from it and be able to have those tough conversations with them, but also do it in a way that, you know, made them want to be a part of the team. I just, I just really appreciate that skill that you have.
1: Yeah, I, um, that was a learned skill. Um, I, um, you know, I, I, I am a lot more direct. Um, and, and I think some of that comes, you know, with, um, uh, with, you know, just being in progressively, uh, higher leadership positions, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, again, I went into psychology because, uh, again, I find human beings fascinating. Um, and I want to help people yep. as most psychologists, uh, go into, and so y- you tend to be, um, which fit my personality, um, tended to be in a more, you know, sort of listening, reflective, um, uh, I am bossy, um, in terms of <laughs> nature, but. Um, just, uh, my family would probably be listening to this and saying, Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but you know, I, 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 did, you know, I, 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 was in a more sort of reflective listening, mm-hmm. um, space coming out of training, yeah. right. Um, and then you start to, and, and when I first started out in, in, in OD, uh, organization development, um, I was a practitioner, mm-hmm. um, and so I I was still in that more kind of listening, reflective kind of space. Mm -hmm. Um, Once I became a manager and then particularly when I became a leader, um, I, I realized that, um, you know, there, there's a side of myself that I need to sharpen Mm -hmm. um, which is being comfortable, having difficult conversations, um, having, having to, um, you know, talk with people about things that aren't, the art comfortable for yep. me. They were certainly not going to be comfortable for yep. them. Um, but one of the things, uh, uh, you know, again, all have mentors um, in our lives, um, and, and a boss and, and mentor of mine um, said, you know, feedback is a gift. Um, and I've sort of the first time I heard it, I'm like, sure it is, um, like a gift that I would like to return <laughs> um, or a wee gift. You uh, can keep
0: that gift. Else. I don't want it. <laughs>
1: um, but um and but then she followed up uh, the second part of that to say if you if you really do care about somebody you will give them feedback mm-hmm. because they cannot get better if they do not know um what they mm-hmm. did um, that they could do better. absolutely um and so like that part hit me um and i was like you're right, because I've tried telepathy on my husband for years, um, and it's a terrible <laughs> form of communication. not working for you, huh? Um, so <laughs> I, I know he was like, "We're still working on it," but, um, but you can't. Somebody does not know that there's something that they're mm-hmm. doing. Not, not like who they are as a person. Um, again, that's for psychologists to to deal with. Mm-hmm. But, um, but they can't do something different if they don't know that what they did. Mm-hmm should be being done. Different, yeah. Right. So that like really transformed the way, um, that I sort of the lens I look through as I thought about, you know what, I love this person or I care about this person, or, um, you know, if, if that, if the tables were turned and I was doing X. Mm-hmm. God, I would hope someone would say something mm-hmm. to me, um, if, you know, if, if for, from an intervention standpoint. So, um, I, that's like stuck with me from you know the beginning, um, of, of, you know, going into being a manager. Um, and so I've just taken that with me and again, tried to sharpen that sword, um, over time to get more comfortable, um, with having, um, what end up being, you know, some tough conversations and, and sharing with people things that, um, you know, can be uncomfortable, yeah. uh, to hear. So, um, but again, I, 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 that, that was, um, that is part of psychology training, mm-hmm. right? Cause you really are not just agreeing with people yeah. and saying, Yes I'm sure you know everyone in your life um, is doing all of these bad things to you um you're gonna ask questions and you're gonna um you're gonna hone in on oh interesting when you said mm-hmm. this um, uh, you know so so that phrase from from a from a from a boss mentor plus reflecting back on Okay, I wouldn't sit passively yep. in a therapy session yeah. and just take the person's word for everything. We're going to have a dialogue about mm-hmm. it, right? And and I'm going to push, and I'm going to question, and I'm going to be open enough to uh, to also receive you know feedback myself or, or receive questions myself. Mm-hmm. So those those things combined sort of hit me um, to then uh, you know again to develop uh, a skill, which I think is it's, it's not the easiest one to, to, uh, uh, to home.
0: Yeah. It takes time. Right. But I think, you know, as, as you said, as you, as you rose higher and higher in different leadership positions, you got more and more opportunities to practice that, right. And it became more and more necessary. So that, that, that's something yeah, that something sure. that sharpened as through necessity. Right. And I think so. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I really appreciate that that, uh, that you do really well. Um, Jill, it's been it's been such a great pleasure talking to you, and we could go on and on and on. I know for hours. We uh, <laughs> so we'll definitely have to have we'll you come have back, you come right? Back. I think you definitely have to come back because there's so much more I want to ask you about. Uh, but Jill, how, how do people get a hold of you? People want to, you know, lean on your wisdom and your experience. How can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, certainly, I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, anybody can can message me uh, there. Um, and, uh, feel free to, you're, you're welcome to my, uh, to my email, uh, address, jill.dream at gmail.com. Um, so feel free to, uh, message me and, uh, message me through LinkedIn, message me on email, um, and, uh, happy to have, uh, more conversations, uh, about, um, uh, I I think, More conversations about this topic, Mm -hmm. because I really do think that psychologists bring um, a perspective that is unique. And I hope that any budding psychologists uh, who might be listening to this see that there's a Mm -hmm. path um, that they might not have thought about. I didn't think about it in graduate school. It was like there was one path. There's plenty of paths in psychology. Mm -hmm. But in my head, there was one path. um, And I'm glad my uh, horizons were opened. Um, and I would say, um, you know, would, would love to dig a little bit deeper uh, with anybody in terms of if you're a leader mm-hmm. um, out there listening to this podcast, um, have a psychologist uh, near you, around you, on speed dial, on your leadership team, um, because they can just, uh, I think we psychologists can bring a perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not... You know psychology is a science um it's not squishy it's not it's not fluff um it's not feel Mm -hmm. good um it really is a science um that helps you get the most um out of the um quirky little human beings that are that are working for all of
0: us could not have said it better Um, thank you so much and so the last thing Jill, we have you here and you are an expert especially in, in being a leader so what tip would you would you give to those leaders out there who are struggling or who are you know thinking how can i do better
1: well, so, um, besides get a psychologist mm-hmm. uh, on the leadership <laughs> team. Um, so I would say, um, you know, I think again, psychologists are in a, in a very unique position, um, to provide coaching, um, to, you know, at, we're, we're, we're very astute at observation, um, very astute, uh, at understanding, you know, human behavior and the human psyche. Um, so You know, I would say for for leaders who, um, you know, who who are struggling, get a psychologist on your Mm -hmm. team um, and seek out. um, I think psychologists are particularly well positioned to be executive Mm -hmm. coaches. Um, And I I think executive coaching um, for anybody, whether you're struggling or not, uh, is is uh, an investment well spent. So um, in terms of your own understanding of self. Um, and how to use self as an instrument. Ernest, that is a great podcast self as instrument. <laughs> um, so, um, because uh, really, I mean, that's all, that's what we bring yeah. to work, right. Is mm-hmm. ourselves um, And all the things that have happened to us and, and all the people that we are. So, um, really understanding as a leader, how to use mm-hmm. yourself um, to get what you're looking mm-hmm. for, um, in your workplace, um, you know, and in, invest in, invest in yourself, um, Doing some- I love that I love
0: that advice right because you you can't always control others but you can control yourself right and you can better yourself and so that's 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 absolutely a great way coaching is a great way of sharpening yourself especially if you're a leader and, and have to help other people so that's that's really great advice yeah. so we're, we're going to leave it there Jill thank you so much for coming on the show I said I so much fun and we'll absolutely have you back
1: well, good. Uh, and if uh, you want, you know, Ernest, you and I like finish each other's sentences. So <laughs> i happy to, uh, happy to come back and uh, be on the show. Uh, any, any kind of, uh, you know, help and support you need. Cause I, I think getting the word out about um, the, the power of having um, psychologists uh, in your, in your workplace, mm-hmm. um, um, I feel super passionate about it. So uh, anything I can do to Awesome.
0: And for our listeners, thanks for listening. And we hope we will see you again soon. Bye now.